Hello? Ashley, I don't think they can hear us. I don't think they're tuned in. This is your AM Wake Up Call with Marla. And Ashley. We We hope hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to our second episode. We're back. (laughs) We are back. Um, so today, Ashley's going to be talking about her experiences on TikTok, which we may have covered a tiny bit in the last episode. Um, we we also may, we're not super sure, but it's worth repeating. She's going to go into way more depth and detail um, about her experiences on TikTok. She's actually been on since 2019 and to date has 375,000 followers, which is quite an achievement. Um, I'm struggling to get to 10K. We're almost there. <laughs> you're you're um, probably going to be there by tomorrow. Yeah, I really might be there by tomorrow. So that's kind of fun. Um, okay, so Ashley, why did you get on TikTok? Tim tried to actually convince me, my husband, for like two years, tried to convince me to get on TikTok. All the while, I'm, I know Ashley's on there. I know she's growing. I'm like rooting for her from the sidelines. And I'm just like, nah, I think I'm good. Um, and then by the time I got on, dude, you were at like, what were you even at? I think I was over 300 K. Yeah. I think you were over 300 when you got mm-hmm. on. Cause you were also my manager before you got on. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is true. Um, but yeah, go ahead. So I started on TikTok essentially to kind of keep track of my daughter because my daughter was on musically and then on TikTok when it became TikTok um and I would do makeup looks all the time I would go on Facebook live and my daughter was just like you should get on TikTok a lot of people do makeup on TikTok so mm-hmm. I was like okay whatever you know I'll were you out. doing quick question were you doing before you got on TikTok had you started doing makeup for people you had hadn't you yes Yes, okay. I was a freelance makeup artist for um, several years, I want to say. Okay. Like three years, maybe. Yeah. Um, I had worked with a boudoir photographer, mm-hmm. and um, that was so much fun. I really missed doing that, but she moved away because she was military. Mm. Uh, so I worked with her, and I was in, like, Facebook makeup groups doing yeah. makeup, and that kind of goes into stories later on where yeah. I talk about different friends. Um, I actually knew a girl from a Facebook makeup group and then we reconnected through TikTok. So funny. I know. Small world. Um, but I started doing, I, I did my first makeup video on TikTok. It was just like me doing my makeup, small little clip of me doing my makeup and it got like 6,000 views, which at that time was a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, my daughter was like, I've been on Musical.ly for this lot, like forever and I've never seen this many views. Wow. So I just kept making videos and I started to grow a following. Uh, got to like 5K pretty quickly. It, I think I had a pretty like steady growth. At first, Mm -hmm. Uh, it wasn't like anything huge, but I was just steadily growing. Yeah. And that was in 2019. So I've been on TikTok for 
2021. Five years? Yeah, that's so crazy Almost to think about. five years? That's so crazy to think about. Like, I was on TikTok from the jump. Yeah. You were. Yeah. That's so wild. I know. It's crazy to think of. But um, I started doing makeup videos and all of that. And that's really all that my content was at first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then... I started, like, seeing this group of moms that uh, were posting all the time about, like, women empowerment, and everybody wanted to be friends with them, Mm. and I had just recently lost my grandma, um, and I wanted to fill that void, like, Mm -hmm. I wanted friends so badly because you know, my grandma was the person I talked to Mm -hmm. every single day. Like she, she was my best friend. Like Mm -hmm. I, it, it, that relationship is irreplaceable to me. Yeah. But I was going through like a phase where I felt very lonely Mm -hmm. and, you know, I had started to amass a following on TikTok Mm -hmm. and you know, these girls were huge on TikTok. And I was like, I want to be friends with them. Yeah. Everybody wanted to be friends with them. Come on. Like 2020, these girls were it. They were the people you wanted to be friends with if you were on TikTok. Yeah. (laughs) And I kind of like manifested Mm. uh, that I wanted to become friends with them. Mm -hmm. And it was something I thought about all the time, just because it seemed like they had such a good friendship with each other. Mm. And I was just like, I want that. And you know, I've never really had like a group of friends. I mean, I did at one point that you were a part of. Yeah. (laughs) And even that was kind of short lived. It blew up in my face. Yeah. And after that point, like I really, just connected with people Mm one-on-one but I always kind of wanted that core group of friends you know well I can remember you You talking you gotta pause oh okay so quick question around this time you know as you're seeing these this group that you kind of want to be a part of where was your following at at around this time I think I had like 75k maybe that's what I was thinking I was at 100k yeah that's what I was thinking because I had that one video that went viral like mega viral it was the most viral video I had at the time yeah and it was like six million I think Mm. and that got me to from like 20k to 75k wow it was just like bam I feel like you don't even see that anymore on TikTok. You don't. You really don't. It's so hard to, like, continuously or to mm-hmm. grow that quickly on TikTok yeah. now. Yeah. It just doesn't seem to happen. I mean, okay. it happens every once in a while, I would yeah. say, for people that get, like, a super viral video. Right. But even when I've had another video go super viral, more views than that. I didn't get the same amount of following. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Views don't equal follows. That's for sure. No. 
<laughs> Definitely not now. Right. Back then, it I feel like it did. TikTok also is a lot different now. Yeah. The algorithm and everything, it's yeah. completely different than it used to be. But... Yeah. Anyways, I can remember you um, just talking to me about how lonely you were and just very very sad about your grandma passing away and you were just majorly struggling. Yeah, I was in, you're pretty lonely. Yeah, I was really, I kind of used social media as like a means of an escape. Mm -hmm. And I was, I remember like I would be up until like four or five in the morning making Mm -hmm. content. Yeah. Every night because I was just, that's really all I cared about was TikTok at that point. I mean, obviously I cared about my family, but like, I don't know. It's hard to explain it. I was in a pretty depressive episode, but I didn't tell anybody I was depressed. Yeah. You just put all of your energy that you had into building this thing that was working. I mean, Yeah, I don't blame you. (laughs) It took my mind off of things, I think. Mm -hmm. And then I became almost obsessed with it Mm -hmm. and obsessed with, you know, I want this following. I want to be friends with these people. I want to be in the popular crowd. Mm -hmm. And I happened to become friends with somebody who lived kind of close by to me. We FaceTimed one night and we just clicked, hit it off right away. And her and I both were just like, oh my gosh, you're my person. Mm -hmm. And I made a video about it. I screen recorded our FaceTime call, which was just the, the video. Yeah. And I just put like words to it and music to it. And it went viral. Mm. And in the video, I thanked this group of women for bringing us together. Mm. And I tagged them. So then all of them started following me. Mm. And I started connecting with them. Mm-hmm. And which is it was so like, wild. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> it's so crazy. It's like, oh my gosh, my <laughs> manifestations came true. <laughs> Um, but, you know, that quickly went south. Um, we planned a trip to go to, um, where did we go? Clearwater, I believe. And it was a lot of like bigger influencers Mm -hmm. and I just wanted so badly to make friends yeah. And that's why I wanted to go. Yeah. Yes. You know, it was cool that they had a following, but it it wasn't that aspect to me that was like, you know, why I wanted to be friends with them. Yeah. I wanted to be friends with them because on the internet, it looked like they were such like fun, outgoing, just cool people to be friends with. Yeah. And I was like, you know, they're content creators too, just like me. So yeah, we can create content together. Like, it'll be fun. Yeah. 
but I think a lot, at least a few of them took it as a business mm. opportunity yeah. and not to make friends. Yeah. And, you know, the person that I was so close with that I brought on this trip, wanted to make sure she went with me. Um, she ignored me the whole time. Mm. And I, you know, said something to my other friends about it. And I, at that, at that point in time, if I was upset about something, I was terrified to talk to the person about it. Mm. Yeah. I was so insecure that I would not tell somebody like, Hey, this upset me. I would just talk to other people about it to see what they thought. Mm. And at the time I was like, you know, it's, I'm not like talking bad about this person. I'm just venting and trying to work things out in mm. my head, yeah. but with another person mm. so that I don't come at this person and upset them. Yeah. That For no reason. Thinking. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I've totally been there. <laughs> <laughs> I beat the bloody pulpy horse used to be my joke. Like I would just talk about it for to anybody. <laughs> yeah. But honestly, like, I think what I didn't realize at the time is like, that is still, it's toxic because mm -hmm. I was so yeah. scared of confrontation. I was scared of being myself, of talking about anything that was upsetting me because of my own traumas mm -hmm. that I essentially made it seem like I was untrustworthy. Mm. Yeah. Because it was like, well, why is she telling you? Why is she yeah. telling you, she, you know, she feels this way? Yeah. Why isn't she telling me? And it's like, it, it wasn't out of, you know, being malicious or trying to gossip about somebody. It was just, yeah. I had so much anxiety. Yeah. Which, you know, is something... I didn't listen to my intuition a lot. Yeah. There were times where I had so much anxiety just, you know, being friends with these people, talking to them. Mm. I I had the most anxiety I've ever had in my life. Yeah. I remember you telling me about a lot of anxiety attacks at Target. And I mean, you were just really going through it. It was awful honestly yeah I think you know one of the girls actually I'm pause it really quick okay so going back to the girl trip that we went on mm -hmm. I was so uncomfortable I remember sitting on the couch there were like three or four cameras up Mm. of girls being live oh my gosh and I was so uncomfortable because every time I walked by I felt huge oh I was the only like curvy girl there they yeah. were all like beautiful thin girls and I'm just like I don't fit in here mm. and they kept being like oh come here come here and I was like no, like I just sit on the edge of the couch so that I couldn't be like because I felt so insecure and they kind of kept like, come on, come on. And I finally just like went in the bathroom and started sobbing mm. because I was just like, 
I'm so uncomfortable right now. Yeah. And, you know, one of them did come in, girl, it was my person. She came in and she was talking to me. And she did do a really good job talking me up and trying to talk me out of, of my insecurities. Mm. But like that the entire time that this like heart to heart is happening in the bathroom, the other girls stayed alive Mm. and people were telling them in the live, we can hear her. Oh my gosh. Crying in the bathroom. That was, that was gut wrenching. Yeah. To know that like my breakdown that happened Everybody can live. Yeah. And it, they were being told we could hear her and they continue to stay alive. Yeah. Hey, hold on one second. So yeah, that was just um that was really hurtful to know that. And it made me feel like, okay, these these people aren't my friends. Mm. They never were my friends. And I think the biggest lesson I'll say that I learned through everything I've been through with any of the friends that I've made on TikTok is you, it's almost like when you meet a guy Mm. and you like fall in love for the first time, Mm. like love at first sight, Mm -hmm. you still go through like that period where you're getting to know each other um and then eventually you know you have like huge fights you bicker you you know don't get along yeah every I feel like every couple goes through like a toxic phase yeah and it's kind of like the end of the honeymoon phase right and I think (laughs) that the same thing happens with friendship but I think that when when you're talking to people 24-7, which we were, we were on FaceTime 24-7. When I'm telling you, everything that I did, I was carrying my phone FaceTiming. Mm. My husband got so upset with me, rightfully so. Yeah. Because I was just on FaceTime all the time. Mm. Or I was in the group chat texting. Mm. And it's like, that was so toxic, mm. but I didn't see it that way. I was just like, these, these are my friends. These, yeah. I, if I tell somebody that they're my best friend, I take that so seriously. Yeah. And it wouldn't matter what you did. I would never like turn my back on you mm-hmm. or be like, you know, I want nothing to do with you. Yeah. I don't think I have ever done that. I have never been like, I'm, I'm done with you. Yeah. Aside from one person. Mm. And that's what we're leading up to. (laughs) Um, (laughs) One of the girls started saying some really crazy stuff on the trip. Mm. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to get into that because that that's that's her business. It is what it is. Um, yeah. It made a lot of us uneasy, like very uneasy. 
Mm. And the other girls told me that since I was riding home with her, that I was going to be the spokesperson of the group and have to talk to her about this. Oh, geez. And so I'm like having to deal, deal with driving home five hours with this person who I'm realizing I don't know at all. Mm. And now I'm being told you have to do this. This is mm. your responsibility to talk to this person. Oh, gosh. And then we'll regroup in the morning. Oh, we'll FaceTime in the morning and regroup about it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Talk about anxiety. And how, know, long, how long had you known everybody in the group at this point? Like, how long had you? So, like I said, one, well, as I said before, um, one of the girls, one of those girls I had known for years from a Facebook makeup group, but we weren't like okay. super close, you know? Okay. Um, I would say three months. Okay. But again, we talked every day, all day. Yeah. So it felt like longer. Yeah. Because yeah. they say like, you need a certain amount of hours to like decide that somebody's like a best friend. Mm. So if you're talking every day, all day, that process speeds up much right. quicker. Yeah. Just like, yeah, I job. totally get that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, I was told to be the spokesperson and to talk to her, which we already established. I don't do confrontation. Yeah. <laughs> I literally felt like my heart had like dropped to my butt while I'm trying to have this conversation with her. Oh my gosh. And she's crying. And I'm just like, I, I, don't, I don't know what to do. Oh my gosh. And I'm, you know, kind of deciding like, okay, maybe, maybe this isn't a friendship that I want to be a part of. Mm. Maybe I jumped the gun. Mm. Uh, but then, you know, we regroup the next morning, the other girls and I get on a FaceTime and one of the girls is like, okay, we're going to add her to the, to the FaceTime. She gets on this FaceTime and one of the girls just completely obliterates her. Oh my gosh. And the, the other girl and I are just like silent. Oh. And it was just like a complete like just attack, full on attack. Oh At my first gosh. It was like, okay, how are you doing? How's everything going? Like, let's make sure you're okay mentally. And then when she's like, Yeah, I'm okay, everything's okay now, attack. Like, that's exactly how it was. Oh my gosh. And I'm just like I, the reason that I was so anxious all the time is because of this behavior. Mm. I didn't realize how much negative energy was being brought and that I was just like sitting in all the time, taking in all this negative energy. Wow. And 
it was a lot. It was a lot. And honestly, it makes me sick that I ever was even a part of a FaceTime like that. Yeah. Because what ended up happening later on, which we'll probably talk about in a different episode, um, I I had the same thing happen to me. Mm. I was completely verbally attacked on a FaceTime call to the point where my husband was like, why are you listening to this? Hang up. I'm like sobbing. Oh my gosh. It's just mean girl behavior. Yeah. And the other thing I should probably point out is that I am a lot older than Mm -hmm. a lot of those girls. Yeah. And I just was like, oh, you know, it doesn't matter. Like, no, it matters. (laughs) Yeah, it certainly can. But I was emotionally immature at that point. Mm, Yeah. I didn't know how to handle things. I didn't know how to talk to people. I didn't. I was not in a place to be a good friend at that point in my life. Mm. I wanted to be. Yeah. I didn't go into any of these friendships with bad intentions. Yeah. And I would say going into that, after that phone call and us deciding, like, as a group, we all decided we're not going to be friends with her anymore. Mm. So let's all come up with excuses. Oh, my gosh. I'm pretty sure like all of us in the like they want to I think they had me start it like yeah I'm just really busy right now I'm not gonna have time to be in the group chat like pretty much the group chat like fizzled out because they wanted her out which I did Um, too I mean we all collectively agreed with this but it was just like Looking back on it, I feel so bad for her. Yeah. Like, looking back on the behavior and how everything was done, I felt terrible, which I have reached out and apologized. I've done that multiple times. Yeah. (sighs) And I just, I, I couldn't be a part of that behavior anymore. Yeah. Um. I started to slowly realize, like, wow, this is toxic. Because after that happened, drama ensued all over the internet. Mm. And her husband was calling us the three little pigs. Mm. And we were posting videos mocking it. And also, at her extent, Mm. And it was just gross, disgusting behavior. Mm. And I wish I had never been a part of it. Yeah. And it makes me really sad that I ever made somebody feel ostracized like that. Mm. Yeah. You know, at the time I was like, listen, like, this is toxic. I can't be around this because I will become toxic, which was so true. Mm. I was like, if I'm around toxicity, I will become toxic. Mm. And I did become toxic. Yeah. I was completely toxic. Mm. 
And I will own that all day long. It's so hard when you're in a group like that and it kind of can become an echo chamber. And, you know, if, especially if somebody's kind of leading the whole, you know, parade, there can, you can feel like there's obligation to go along with what's happening. And it can be really hard. And especially with where you were at, like, you wanted friends, you wanted to fit in, you were trying to have these relationships and, you know, it came at the expense of other people getting hurt, which can sometimes happen. I mean, not that it's, I'm not trying to excuse any of it, obviously, Yeah. but I feel like this sort of situation happens more often than people would probably think. Oh, for sure. Than for TikTok, sure. outside of TikTok group. I mean, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. And I think the point where I, I decided that I wanted to apologize to her was when I'm hearing like the most foul things I've ever heard in my life being mm. said about her. Mm. And I was just like, you know, I would laugh. I would a hundred percent laugh. And it, it was just gross. Like, mm. I started to realize, like, you're saying all of these horrible things about her. Mm. Like, what are you saying about me? And then that made me mm. super anxious in mm. that friend group. Yeah. And yeah. then that trickled into, you know, my insecurities and the big FaceTime call where. Yeah. I was just verbally assaulted um, mm. and basically told that everything that I do is wrong. Oh, geez. I believe one of the, one of the things said was like, you literally just talk to hear yourself. Oh, geez. You literally just talk to seem important. Like you don't actually have something to say. Wow. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's so crazy. Gosh. And I was like, I, I was literally sobbing. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, I'm not, I, I didn't try. I wasn't trying to make somebody upset. One of the girls blocked me because I asked to take a picture with my two best friends at the time because I didn't ask her to be in the picture. Oh, geez. She said that was mean girl behavior. But waited until, I mean, literally, it was after we had gone to dinner together. She was fine with me at dinner, but then got home and blocked me. Wow. My facial expressions right now are just like. When I literally went yikes. to Florida because she was like, I'm going to be in Florida you know, visiting this other girl. I want you to come. Like, please come. I made arrangements. I had a, I have a, I have a three-year-old son at the time. Yeah. I made arrangements to go down there. Yeah. And then I'm like texting them, like, what's going on? Like, what's, what are we doing? And it would be like crickets. Oh And then it would be gosh. like, oh, 
you can come here, meet us here. And they were there for all of like an hour. Mm. And then it was like biting or not biting. <laughs> what's that? What's that expression? Pulling teeth. Pulling teeth. It was like pulling teeth to get them to tell me like their next location. Oh my God. And I'm like, why did I drive three and a half hours? Come stay at uh, my friend's house for this to be what's happening. Yeah. And then and you for nobody me? to say anything or. Yeah. And then um, you block me and I'm like, what, what did I do? Jeez. It was just, it was, it was, it was crazy. It was crazy. Mm. And I was, I was shattered. Yeah. Because I trusted these girls. Mm. And after that FaceTime call was when I was really like, wow, that's how it feels. Mm. And then I reached out to the other girl and apologized to her. Well, actually, I reached out to her husband mm. um, because she had me blocked. Yeah. And her husband was like, oh, you know, she'll come around. Like, I know she misses you, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, okay, cool. But then I get on a call with her because he's finally like, okay, you know, she wants to talk to you. And she acts like she wants nothing to do with me. Hmm. So I don't know where the miscommunication was there. Yeah. But... It's just a lot. There's there's so much more to it. But the thing about it that I want anybody to take away from it was my behavior. Yeah. Because of how much I have grown and learned in that process. And I really feel like it was it was good for me because it was a teaching moment for me. Mm-hmm. And it was a lesson to be learned. Yeah. That I had never learned because I'd never been a part of something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I will never be a part of something like that <laughs> again. Yeah. Gosh. It's so crazy that even as adults, you know, like even at our age or, you know, however old, early 30s, that this kind of stuff is well and you know what maybe it's because I was sheltered when I was a teenager so I didn't really have like groups of girlfriends like that see I had I mean the group of friends that you're familiar with that I have like in college we've there's been some bumps in the road okay there's been <laughs> some some situations but it's usually it's it's always really just been a certain just one person that's kind of dealing with stuff or not being not showing up in the same way that the rest of us were showing up I guess is a better way to put it but never the drama of getting on a FaceTime call and and mean girling I mean there's there's always gonna I'm sorry but where there's girls there's gonna be drama yeah for yeah. sure I mean but to that extent no, <laughs> not always. <laughs> well, and then the worst thing was, after all of that, 
because I didn't do something that they wanted me, or I did something that they didn't want me to do. I went on a, like, tea page. Oh, yeah. Which I wish I, I never would have done that. Mm. I'm literally, I literally had no makeup on. I'm, like, crying, like, hysterically crying. I thought mm. I had to clear my name so badly. Yeah. That I was hearing that, like, one of the girls was telling people, like, I told her to go off herself. And I was like, I need to set the record straight with this. Yeah. Because I would never say that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So I got on this tea page because everybody was like, yeah, girl, clear your name. You know, one of the other one of her other ex-friends was going on this tea page um, talking about her experience. And I was like, I'll come on there too. And like show my solidarity. Mm. Worst decision I could have made. People just obliterated me. Yeah. And I could not handle it at that moment. Mm. And it started a chain reaction down the line that lasted for years Mm. years of harassment years of false stories yeah um being (laughs) saying that I called somebody's work to get them fired that I called CPS Mm. what yeah who does that yeah Like, first of all, what kind of person does that? Yeah. And second of all, for you to tell people I'm doing that, where are are you getting your information? Yeah. It was constant. I mean, I can remember it was like every three months or so, I feel like you were dealing with backlash from that from that situation. I mean, it, it literally, I mean, I can confirm that it was like years of people block, like reporting your videos for no reason. Um, I mean, it was a lot. And, and there were times where you were like, I feel like I need to say something. And I was just like, Ashley, I just don't like now is not the time. And I don't want you to feel like you need to defend yourself. And you know, the hope is kind of just that things, you know, go away at some point. And eventually they did. Yeah. But it was, it was such a long road and I felt like I would never get through it. Yeah. I felt like it was never going to end. Mm-hmm. And it honestly like drove me to therapy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Which I was, was great for you. Attacks, yeah. And I was, I was just like, I, I don't, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. I quit drinking alcohol. I was doing whatever I could to try to fix myself. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, at this point, I don't know what else I can do. If I, because it matters how I react to it. Yeah. Or yeah. how I take things. If it doesn't bother me, 
you can say whatever you want about me. Right now, you can say whatever you want about me. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. It, I, it's just, I had to get to that point with mm -hmm. myself. Yeah. I had to love myself. I had to realize that, like, I'm not a bad person. Mm. I never did anything maliciously. I never had bad intentions. I never was like, I want to hurt somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And that, you know, that I can say 100%. I never wanted to hurt somebody. Yeah. Did I end up hurting people? Absolutely. Mm. But I feel like that's, that's life. Yeah. And I own the mistakes that I've made. Yeah. This is why I know we haven't even delved it, dived, delved into this topic delved. yet. Delve <laughs> into just the reason why we should give forgiveness so freely because we need forgiveness. You know, like we make mistakes as humans, we don't always do the right thing. Obviously I have kind of a biblical perspective about it as I would, but just in general, we do bad things. Like we make mistakes. We do things unintentionally. We get caught up in different things that are happening and we don't always make the right choice. And I think we long to have forgiveness. Um, but because we know, like if we're self-reflecting enough, which I believe you're being right now. And therapy has helped you with tremendously. I've known you oh, for yeah. years. You're you're you've been so different since therapy. Um, just in terms of self-reflection and realizing all these different things. And um, but when we realize the mistakes that we've made, we understand that other people make mistakes and they deserve forgiveness or maybe deserve is even the right word, but it's like forgive. So you can be forgiven almost like if you think somebody it can't be forgiven, what does that say about what the things that you've done? Like, do you not deserve forgiveness either? You know, like when we look at things in that perspective, it's like we need to, and maybe maybe going through all of that, getting into therapy and never really fully telling your side of the story. Maybe it's because you needed to be at this point where you could take ownership over what you've done. You've had the time to self-reflect and think about what you've done. And instead of focusing on what everyone else did, you're saying, I did wrong and oh, I'm for sorry sure. for it, you know? So. Yeah, I think I had a, a victim mentality for a while. And it was like, you know, I can't believe that they did this to me. I can't believe this. I can't believe that. And it's like, you seemed like you were a shady person because mm. you were going and talking to this person about what this person's doing yeah. because you had so much anxiety and didn't want to confront the person because you were scared of confrontation. So mm -hmm. you see, I even made a TikTok video about it. It was like how to not accidentally be a shitty friend. Yeah. And I was. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's point blank, period. I 100% own everything that I've done 
However, I think that a lot of situations could be fixed with communication. Mm-hmm. By yeah. being like blocked, unfollow, out of my life. You'll, mm-hmm. You're never going to know. Yeah. You know, if that person was a true friend or not. Mm-hmm. If you just take it as, oh, they messed up. See you later. I've never, I've never believed in that. Yeah. There have been times with you and I where you have said something that made me mad. <laughs> <laughs> but then I sit on it and I'm like, this is Marla we're talking about. Yeah. I believe that this happened recently where I was just like, listen, I love you, but I don't want your opinion on this. <laughs> yeah, there there was something not too long ago where you were like, I think this is off the, off the table for us to talk about. And I was like, that's fine. Right. <laughs> and that's all you have to do. You don't just have to sit there and be like, oh, mm. yeah. You know, it's. Yeah. I think the whole like ghosting I think ghosting is extremely toxic. Yeah, I don't, not a fan. Because I think that it literally can deteriorate the other person's mental health. Mm-hmm. Because they have no idea what they did. And I've, I've seen all these statuses where it's like, oh, you're an adult. You should know what you did. Yeah. We're not no. mind readers. Right. Oh, gosh. I've they been saying that for years. could upset someone. Yeah. And you're not the other person. You don't, you don't have the same triggers as I do. I don't have the same triggers as you do. We haven't lived the same life. What's obvious to my husband that I, you know, isn't obvious to you or anyone else. And frankly, it shouldn't even be obvious to my husband that he's done something wrong. If he's done something wrong, I should be like, Hey, I don't like this. Not silent treatment. Not, you know, I know what you did. You I know don't what you agree did. with that, any of that either. It's it's immaturity and lack of communication. And it doesn't show that there is any desire to resolve it when you're and not even... And then that person really... meant nothing to you. Yeah. It like feels that, that per- way. Yeah. Well, no, it is that way. That yeah. person obviously was not important to you. And yeah. you led them on. Just like with a relationship. If a guy ghosts you, yeah, he led you on. Yeah. You weren't important enough to that guy for him to be like, hey, here's what's happening. No. Yeah. Yeah. I can't, I cannot, I will will never and can never get on board with ghosting. Yeah, I'm not. Not a fan of it. Resolving. And I also believe you can have timeouts with people. Yeah. I've had timeouts with people. You can go no contact with somebody. And then, you know, I have gone no contact with family Mm -hmm. because it wasn't good for my mental health. Yeah. At the time, I could not handle it. Yeah. So I went no contact until I was at a place where I could set boundaries Mm -hmm. and where I could speak up for myself. Yeah. In in situations like that, do people usually say, like, hey, I'm not talking to you? Like, I don't know how that works normally. Um, The way that I handled it was, like, listen, I am not going to – basically, if you continue to disrespect my boundaries 
we're done. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to be, you're not going to be in my life if you're going to disrespect my boundaries. Yeah. And it's like, if they keep on or they, they're not understanding or whatever mm-hmm. else, it's just like, okay. Yeah. I told you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've had friends who, friend, somebody, people that aren't you who have said like, they've been pretty frustrated at some, some hard truths or some disagreement that I felt like I was giving them. And there is a period of time where we didn't talk for a while. Um, and then typically those people have come back around and, and realize kind of the same thing that you realize is that it's Marla we're talking about. Like I'm, I'm not, not saying this in a prideful way, but just a factual way. Like I am one of the most loyal people that you can have as a friend. Um, I would say I am too, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I've had friendships with people for years, like my whole life, people that I don't talk to on a regular basis, but I'm still friends with, we've had ups and downs. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've kind of learned and grown through those relationships. Um, but yeah, when you know, when you're confident in that relationship that you have with that person, I feel like that's, that's something that's like pretty key. Like when you're confident in that relationship, like you should be with a best friend or your husband, your spouse, your significant other. Like these are people in our lives that it's never easy to hear a hard truth or to hear a disagreeing statement. But when we know it's coming from people whom we love, who, we, who we've had friendship relationships with for years, who we're married to, we should take it a little bit differently than yeah. a stranger in the comments section who we might immediately block. Like this, these aren't those people, you know, like these yeah. are people who know us, who love us, who care. And let's not forget, have worked up the courage to say the thing. You know, you went, you went dealing with, you didn't have the courage to say these things to people. It was very hard. But when yeah. you get to a point where you do have that courage and you say the hard things, you have even more respect for the people who come and say those things to you because you know how difficult it is to, there's been so many times where I've sent text messages to text messages to you. And I've been like, I hope that's okay. Or like, I hope that wasn't too, don't you remember? Like I've said these, yeah. I'm like, I hope that, you know, like, I hope you know that I'm saying this with love or like, I hope you know that like, I wouldn't be saying this if I didn't, wasn't concerned or, you know, like, and you're like, Marla, I know. like, I'm always like blowing it out of proportion. But I do mind. too. I do too. I'll be like, you know, I love you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it, you know, and it's, you cut, you work through those situations, but like you said, when you really care about that relationship, you're, you're going to invest the time in, to having those hard conversations, having those hard conversations and communicating with people. And when you don't feel the need to do that, or you don't want to do that, well, that speaks volumes about how do you feel about that friendship or that relationship? And that was the hardest thing was like coming to terms with like, I invested so much into these friendships because Mm -hmm. I 
really, really cared about these people. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, we had our kids around each other, our husbands, like yeah. it, it wasn't just like us as a friendship. Like we yeah. stayed at their house and like, you know, one of the girls literally sent me this text one year. Um, I think it was Valentine's day. And she was like, happy Valentine's day. Like, I'm so glad that we're best friends and you have the biggest heart of anyone I know. And like, just the sweetest message. And I'm like, how could you go from that to within months? Mm-hmm. Like teaming up with somebody, yeah. obliterating my family on the internet and yeah. then blocking me. Yeah. Without ever having a conversation with me. Yeah. Mind you, was around my family a week before that happened. Mm. Yeah, I know what you're referring to. Yeah, it's crazy. I, d- I just don't get it. Yeah, and I it's know. it's fine. Like I'll never get, yeah. I'll probably never get closure on that, and that's fine. Yeah, I have come to terms with that. Mm-hmm. That is completely fine. Yeah, I have always also said there are people in my life who weren't healed, mm. and they have done things to me, but I have healed. Yeah. And if I have changed and grown and evolved and become a better person, they can too. Yeah. So if anybody yep. has healed mm-hmm. and they feel remorse for what they've done or they have self-reflected and they want to talk to me, I'm completely open to that. Yeah. I'm the last person to be like, no, I don't want to talk to you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yep but I feel like also when people know that they've done you wrong they stay away from you they do they do they avoid you like the plague they don't want to be confronted with it no and it's sad because there's so much freedom in that like I I honestly just feel sad for people who don't deal with that kind of stuff because it's like you're in chains Like, you're so bound to those things. Like, even if they think they're not, I don't know. I beg to differ, I guess. (laughs) Well, and it's, the thing is, it's like, if you don't have those conversations, you could be losing out on a really good friendship. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think people don't realize. Like, it's like, oh, mm, your energy is ugly, or I don't like this vibe, or I am all about good vibrations and good energy and all of that. But at the same time, you can take a time out Mm -hmm. and go, you got negative energy going on right now until you can fix that. Yeah. I'm not going to talk to you. Come back to me when you have good energy. Yeah. Come back to me when you're not gossiping. Come back to me when Mm. you've gotten all this out of your system. Yeah. And it's hard. It's hard when you're in the middle of a conversation with people and, and they start gossiping. Oh, it's so hard. Cause it's like, Oh my gosh, this feels and wrong. What constitutes as gossiping. And yeah. And even that definition can be sticky and tricky. Sometimes I've kind well, of, go ahead. 
Oh, I was going to say, I feel like recently I've been able to kind of narrow it down a bit, but for me, it seems like when people are sharing information about someone that isn't like public knowledge, that is a secret or something private, um, and it's be, or it's like a speculation, um, think like tabloids and I think there's also a little bit of a difference. Like if you're talking about a situation with like a close friend of yours who doesn't know the other person, Mm. I feel like that's not really gossiping. If you're not like, oh my gosh, I can't believe she did that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you're just like, oh my gosh, my friend is dealing with this or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Not in a negative way negative way yeah intentions matter for sure they always always do um and then I think when especially if you're not naming names yeah I feel like or I don't know it can be tricky but I feel like I feel like for a long time I didn't want to talk about my truth because I didn't want it to be gossip I didn't want it to be tea Mm. um but you know what it's my truth I'm not saying names. And if people can put two and two together that followed me years ago, great for them. But (laughs) that's not the purpose of me talking about it. Ah, shoot. Hold on. Technical difficulty. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, is that my whole booty in the I just got a notification that like my computer is about to die and I'm like, ah, it's more important that my computer not die than, than everybody have good lighting on my face. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Okay. Well, are there any closing remarks? We're almost at an hour. Wasn't sure. I know. Anything you felt like you. Um, let's see. I think I went over. Oh, wait. Yeah, I'm pretty sure okay. I went over everything. Um, I would say, I don't know. It feels good to, like, talk about it. I honestly hope that even one of the girls listens to this because I think clarity is needed. Yeah. And nothing is unforgivable to me. Yeah. I have forgiven them for my own self, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I just, I don't know. I feel like. So if they're out there. Can be salvaged. Yeah. If they're out there listening and you want to reach out to Ashley, slide into the DMs. There might be friendship we have on to the be friends again. I just feel like even just a conversation. Yeah. Yep. The because door is open. We're all, we're all just just here having mm-hmm. our life experience and our meat suit. Yep. Good old meat suits. <laughs> <laughs> Love a good meat suit. Oh, man. Anyways, good stuff. I don't know what our next episode's going to be about necessarily, but I think I think it's kind of we're going to 
go into more about the toxicity of TikTok, right? Oh, yes. I'm going to kind of share my experience of being on TikTok over the last, oh, maybe year and a half, would you say? Has it been that long? I don't know. I think it's been over a year. I mean, I'm starting to get like a lot of those uh, this day, you know, a on year day, ago. Yeah. Then it so would I have to be at least a year ago. I think it's been at least a year, but yes, I will definitely sh- share my TikTok and mm-hmm. social media woes. And that'll be, that'll be interesting because you sure don't get to talk about it a lot on social media. They will make sure that your posts do not get seen. <laughs> That's very true. But drama. So you got drama, the drama. TikTok loves the drama. Oh, yeah. They'll stir that up and send it straight out to everybody. But you want to talk about your issues with social media, addiction, it'll be a little yeah. bit harder. Yeah, no, but. they won't. They won't talk about that. But then is it next episode where we will have a guest? Um, Possibly. We might have a guest. Yeah. She would be a good one to chime in on that kind of thing. She would mm-hmm. be a great one. Yeah. Okay. And then we could also talk about a little bit about the group chat that her and I were in. Oh, boy. Man, and oh, man. with all of that, too, because <laughs> that's a whole nother story. Yeah. And this, and this poor person has experienced more hate than... Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Than anybody. And she is the most beautiful soul. Yes, she is very, very sweet. Love her so much. Very She is a friendship that has panned out on TikTok. Yeah. (laughs) And we've honestly been friends longer uh, than anybody that I was friends with. Yep. On TikTok. She's been around on like three years now, four years, something like that. Yeah. We'll get with her and get something scheduled. But anyways, that is all. Um, so be sure to, so just a reminder, these are our social media handles for TikTok and Instagram. Um, and then the show, of course, your AM wake up call is Mm -hmm. the, the name of our Instagram and TikTok, as well as the podcast. Obviously, you found us if you're listening to us. Um, you can watch it on YouTube, same name, and be sure to share the episode with somebody if you feel like it would be helpful for them. And you can also email us at um, youramwakeupcall at gmail.com if you have questions or comments. And Anything any of those- that you want to talk about? Yeah. Anything that you would like us to address or talk about or share like our individual perspectives on we're happy to do that too absolutely I think I think it was a good second episode I think yeah um I think it was good for me to put it all out there mm-hmm. and to take accountability yeah a hundred percent because and to kind I- of send and to kind of send a um you know it's kind of a cautionary tale to you know, think about, you know, the relationships that you have with people. And even though sometimes things feel stronger, um, sometimes time and knowing each other 
matters. And sometimes going and being with a bunch of other people that you maybe don't have relationships with as strongly, you know, to be careful and to be cautious and communicate intentions, you know, um, going on a business trip is very different than going on like a girl's hangout trip. Um, things like that. So communication is key. Intentions are key as always. And, um, yeah. And just look at your friendships with people and see if you're doing any of you have, you're exhibiting any of those toxic behaviors, Mm. um, and have the conversations you need to have because a lot can be misconstrued without communication. Yep. And it's never too late to turn around and change and be somebody better and kinder and never too late. Never Never too too late. late. Nope. All right. Love y'all. Love you. Bye. See you next time. Bye.